The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come. What for? Train in the trees, please. Walking my sycamore. The best part of your day starts right now. You are listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I am Nookie Bishop Jr., joined as always by my co-host T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, we almost at the end of July. I feel summer slipping away. How you feeling today? I feel the same way I feel every week. Time has no meaning. I'm just here. And it's hot as hell. That's all I got. It is hot as hell. I'm glad you are here. Glad to have you on the podcast, as always, with your bright, shiny face. Brother, Idris Elbow, what it do, bro? What's up, Nook? What's up, T-Petty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And, Nook, it's been a long week, and I found out that the kids won't be going back to school. Come fall, they'll be doing it virtually. So I'm I, like, it's been a long week. I had a, I had a double shot after that one. Bro, I got you. Again, as I've said in the past, I am your kids' favorite online, unlicensed substitute teacher. So when y'all need a break, little hour or something, I could do s'mores, virtual s'mores, storytelling, ghost stories, you know, black history moments. I string like a half hour to 45 minutes of them together. I got you. What the school system ain't got, Uncle Nook got. You feel me? Thank, thank you. I will take you up on that, Nook, because I, I done run out of ideas. That's what's up. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Well, listen, we are live. Thank God. Episode 17. If you haven't listened to that, check that out. We had five power outages, three power storms, three wind storms, and it was damn near, I think, a tornado that touched down. So, <laughs> you know, we all good, but we had a little bit of unfinished business that we had on episode 17. It is Super Producer E's birthday month. So let's clap them up, oh, y'all. Yes, Happy yes, birthday, yes, E. Yes, Happy yes, birthday, yes. E. One time for the birthday boy. Two times for the birthday boy. Three times for the birthday boy. Listen up, it's your birthday boy. Where's the singles and the champagne with the sparklers and the girls that come up from the back? I'm getting turned up. Producer E, I got you like some bourbon for your birthday, but I messed around and drank it. So I'm just going to wish you a happy birthday and tell you I'm celebrating with you. I know it's, I know it's, them kids is giving you reason to drink, but uh, seriously, Producer E, we love you, bro. You like Scooby-Doo. We love you, man. We wouldn't have a show without you. So we definitely want to give you your props. T. Petty, you want to uh, just give uh, E a shout out, our super producer? Well, happy birthday, E, to the best big brother from another mother that I did not know that I needed, but I'm grateful that I have. Uh, I hope you enjoy your birthday in the age of the Rona. Do the best that you can. Enjoy that rosé. You got a whole case from your appreciative uh, host of the Digital Gumbo podcast. So enjoy yourself, bro. We love you. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Drees, I know that you drank the man's bourbon. I know that you'll replenish that, resupply that, do whatever you have to do to get that out there. But uh, your thoughts on the birthday month for Super Producer E? Yes, I didn't know um, Producer E got a whole case of rosé for his birthday. I'm going to have to come over and drink some of that. <laughs> but happy birthday, Producer E. We couldn't do the show without you. Much love from the Digital Gumbo family. Thank you. Uh, for everything you do for the show and making me sound so good. Absolutely, absolutely. We appreciate you, bro. All right, y'all, let's get into it. Uh, first and foremost, the administration is out here lying on Paw Patrol. Little Kaylee, the press uh, the press secretary for the White House, out here talking about cancel culture. She said they canceled Paw Patrol. She said they canceled cops. They canceled Live PD. And they even stopped making the Lego police station playset. Now, of course, uh, Paw Patrol was not canceled. And now adults had to ex explain to these children that Paw Patrol was not canceled. In fact, Paw Patrol tweeted out, hell no, we ain't canceled. And we coming out with a movie just to counteract them lies that came from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So, T. Petty, um, they out here lying on Paw Patrol. What's up with that? They lie about everything. If her mother's moving, she is lying. She is not a press secretary. She is a propaganda minister. That's all she does is sit up there with her bubble-ass eyes and lie all day, every day. So whatever they say, just go ahead and believe the opposite because you'll be better off. Mm, mm, mm. Dries, you got school-age kids. Like, these kids, look, kids take this Paw Patrol very serious. I got nieces and nephews and Paw Patrol, like, they they ignore you. They get the glazed over eyes. When Paw Patrol, the house be on fire, like, I'm watching Paw Patrol. I get what you know. Your ass is going to burn up, turn off Paw Patrol. So the kids take Paw Patrol very, very seriously. Your thoughts on Kaylee from the administration lying about Paw Patrol? Look, my five-year-old son, he loved Paw Patrol. I think his favorite character is, like, Chase, which is the dog. That's that um on Paw Patrol. Aren't they all dogs? Yeah, they're all dogs. It's Paw Patrol, but Chase is like the dog on you know he like the the dog dog on Paw Patrol. The but you know dog. this this I think this go back to them just not um really like being that smart, right? And um you know all those shows are getting canceled like cops and everything that's going fine like police violence and and you know and it should be but Paw Patrol come on. But I, I was reading this story in The Onion, which is like a fake satire newspaper, right? And they wrote a story <laughs> um, that... I know exactly <laughs> what you're about to say. <laughs> that Chase had to explain why, like, the black dog on Paw Patrol got the beat down <laughs> to all the other... <laughs> so that was going in on Paw Patrol on The Onion. So that uh, that might they might have read that story and just took it and ran away with it. So who knows? Probably. Mm -hmm. my, my deal is when she said that I was done, it's just like, now nah, they're going to just go lie. I mean, they've been lying, but now you got to bring, and she didn't, she made no eye contact whatsoever when she was saying that she was just looking down at her notes and blah, 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 blah. And Paw Patrol, I was just like, no. So 100% unacceptable. Just, uh, and that the parents had to explain to these kids. And I'm saying, it's like, why is Paw Patrol trending on Twitter? Like, Oh, damn, it's Kaylee and them. So we'll see. Uh, they'll continue to be lies, and hopefully the lies will stop somewhere on or about January 19th. So we'll see what happens. Okay, y'all, Florida man story. Oh, a Florida man, a Chad, got $3 million in PPP, the Paytech Protection Act money, and went out promptly 
and spent some of the money on a Lamborghini. That's right, a Lamborghini. Drees, Florida man, $3 million, PPP, bought a Lamborghini. They did the paperwork. They traced everything. He got charged with several felonies. Your thoughts? Look, never trust Florida man. Florida man <laughs> going to get you every single time. And, you know, with this um, Paycheck Protection um, Program money, you know, it already went to the people who had so much money already. Right. Like when you look at the, the top companies who got it and how and they weren't small businesses, they were like large businesses. So this guy probably like, you know, he could have been rich. He could have been rich already and just say, I'm going to get this money and go and buy me a, a, a Lambo. And so that fits. That sounds right for Florida man. Chief mm, mm, mm. Petty, Florida man bought a Lambo with his PPP money. So clearly there are no checks and balances on who is applying for and getting these funds. Small businesses are going out of business left and right permanently because they don't have enough operating capital to do anything. Meanwhile, people like this asshole are taking the money and buying Lamborghinis. <sighs> so it makes sense, A, that this went to this, whoever this man is, who probably don't even have a damn business, that it was a Florida man and that he spent that shit on a Lamborghini. Sounds about right and also sounds about white. Mm -mm -mm. Now, y'all know I love documentaries. Now, you know, some filmmaker is tracking and doing their research and stuff. When they come out like next year, the year after, like where the PPP money went, oh, it's going to be a fire documentary. It's going to be like top three, top two on Netflix. I can't wait to see. It's like, oh, they got some PPP money, huh? Hookers, well, cocaines, and Lambos. That's well, what's going to be called. Hopefully it will end with people doing a perp walk. Absolutely. I, I, it needs to end with them paying that so. money back. They need well, to pay that, that money back. Mm, mm, mm. Florida, man. Unbelievable. All right, y'all. Um, They chain smoking out here in the Hamptons. The group, the chain smokers, famous for their song, Selfie, you know, Let Me Take a Selfie. So they had a charity concert in the Hamptons, and like thousands of people came to this concert observing zero social distancing whatsoever. It was just like a regular ass day from 2019 and go all the way back. Like a rave, big concert, lights. It was a big stage production. The whole nine yards has the tendency to be a super spreader event. So T-Petty, the chain smokers, not smoking in the Hamptons, but maybe spreading the Rona in the Hamptons. No, there is no maybe. They were definitely spreading the Rona. Who authorized this? Who planned it? Who the hell would buy a, buy a ticket and come to... A concert in the middle of a pandemic. People clearly want to die. And we should just let them. But if only they could just leave the rest of us out of their bullshit. Like, that is ridiculous. And isn't, like, did they get a fine or something for violating the order around large gatherings? So what I um, read was that New York Governor Mario Cuomo has launched an investigation. I don't know what it's going to do What's after the What's to investigate? You have footage from thousands of people at a damn concert. Exactly. So they have to look in and see who the organizers were. They said it was for charity and blah, 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 blah. What charity? That, I have no, I didn't hear oh. what the charity was. So it could be, it could be Fire Festival Part 2, but <laughs> it's, they it's out the here. Chad Polo, the Chad Polo shirt. <laughs> 
fun. There it, there it is. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh to get them the Brooks Brothers show. They, Brooks Brothers <laughs> yeah, presents. Yeah, they got a bankruptcy. We got to save oh, Brooks Brothers. Maybe, maybe it was save the same Brooks Brothers. Yeah, yeah raising up money. There it is. <laughs> okay, Dreams. You, you know the you know the crazy part about this story because I heard this story too. And their excuse was when they show the big crowd of people gathered together, they said that people were supposed to stay in their cars and write and experience the concert. But when they showed the picture of all the people congregated, I didn't see no cars. It was no cars <laughs> in the picture. So I was like, where the cars at that the people supposed to got out of and then came up to the front stage? So like you, you know, there was a big open field and you didn't think people were going to gather in front of the stage to listen? They out here going to COVID stock. It's it's gonna come to manifest itself. I mean, it's just gonna be a matter you just of time. Say COVID stock, like what's COVID that? stock, <laughs> Corona stock, and they be like, I went to the concert and I want to tell all the children, don't go to the concert. It's not worth it, Chad. It's not worth it, Karen. But COVID stock, Corona stock, that's what they did, and hopefully everybody be safe. But it's not looking good. Like T. Petty said, it's a a super spreader event. Okay, y'all remember um, hits from the bong by. Cypress Hill, one of the lines from that song, inhale, exhale, I'll send you an ounce in the mail. Well, they not out here sending ounces in the mail. They out here sending seeds in the mail. Mysterious packages of seeds have appeared in more than half the states, 27 states, and the agricultural officials from the states say, do not, under any circumstance, plant these seeds. They're saying that the seeds have been traced to China and that the seeds, uh, if grown, would sprout what's called an invasive, an invasive species, if I could say it correctly, invasive species, which is a predatory species of plant that kills other good plants. They're saying do not plant these seeds in any way, shape, or form. Drees, I know that you got a little bit of agricultural background being from the South. Have you ever heard of invasive species and did you get a package of these seeds in the mail? All right. First of all, when you said seeds, I was trying to figure out what kind of seeds you was talking about. I was like, was he talking about like, you know, like marijuana Sorry. seeds? Like, like what, what was that? Because I can understand that because some states allow you to grow your own marijuana, right? Like, so I can see that. But like, this is an invasive species of plants, which we have them all over. So even in, 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 in the state I'm in, the state that you guys are in, there are invasive species of plants already there. And what they do, they harm other plants or they crowd out other plants and it becomes a problem. And so obviously somebody figured out a way to like less send seeds out that are going to just mess up the agricultural kind of, um, you know, plants and other plants in that area, in that state. So it's almost like um, I can see it could be a, almost like um, an act of like destruction. Of the natural environment, so it's, it's pretty serious, I think. Mm, mm, mm. T. Patty, these seeds is coming in the mail. Did you get any? And what's your thoughts on these invasive species uh, seeds? Well, as y'all know, I live in a thoroughly urban environment, so I did not get any seeds, stems, or sticks from any <laughs> source. What's <laughs> uh, long as that, T. Patty? Listen, I'm a Christian. Don't ask me about that. Um, I agree that this is serious. So if it has been reported in 27 states, now you know somebody going to be a dumbass, open the seeds, plant them, 
And then next thing you know, all hell done broke loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess China is figuring that America is in a weakened state. Russia can do whatever the hell they want to. Other countries are like, why not? So China is trying to um, assert its dominance even further. And why not? It's a perfect time. It's a whole bunch of chaos and bullshit. Nobody's going to take any steps to retaliate or do anything to address this issue. So, I mean, this time next year, America might be completely overgrown by this invasive species. What is the species? I wonder what it does. But we're going to find out in a few months. We're going to find out. I guess, you know, like the agricultural officials, USDA, whatever, grow it in a controlled environment and see what happens. But T-Petty, you spot on. Somebody going to take a risk with them seeds. And I think one or two things is going to happen. One, it's going to be like a demonic Venus fly trap, right? It looks fine in the day, but you can't monitor no plant 24 hours a day. Now you go ahead and plant that shit if you want to. And when that six foot uh, demonic Venus fly trap comes and swallows and eats your asshole, whether they told you not to plant it. It's going to be big shop of horrors. They told you not to plant it and you planted it, or somebody's going to try to, at one of these dispensaries, try and play a botanist and split the reefer seed with these unplantable seeds. They're going to grow it and smoke it, and it's going to blow them up. And they have, you take one puff, and your head just going to blow off like an atomic bomb. You better leave them seeds alone if you know like I know. Okay, wait so, a minute, wait a minute. I got two things. One, why are you saying reefer like somebody's granddaddy? And two, it's like the it's like the 60s. Uh, right. When you said demonic remind remind me to come back to that at the end of the show because I got something to say about that word, uh demon. Demonic. Okay. Okay. So. Demon. All right, wait, I got, I got, got one, one last thing to add. And this this is on a serious tip with the plants. Like literally, if you plant an invasive um species of plant, you don't know the impact because everything in nature is kind of connected, right? Like that plant could um, grow and then attract a certain species of insect or or uh, it could crowd out um, the other plants that some animals eat and you get this ripple effect in, um, in the environment. So that is a very serious thing. Do not plant invasive species or species of plant that you don't know anything about. If you get them shits in the mail, I wouldn't even say flush them down the toilet, just Throw them out. I don't even know if that's good enough because if it gets in a landfill, it's nasty, dirty, dredgy water and soil is there and, and it'd be a whole damn nightmare. So just don't plant the seeds. Call your local agricultural people, health department, yeah. whatever. Give them, they'll properly dispose of it and right. then we'll take things from there. All right, listen, we talked about Florida, man. Let's talk about Maine, man. M-A-I-N-E. First and foremost, Here's an educational tip. See, this is what I'm talking about, Drees. This is your kid's favorite online, uh, unlicensed oh, substitute teacher. Maine, oh, Maine is the only state in the union that is monosyllabic, one syllable. All the other ones have more than one syllable, but Maine is the only monosyllabic state. So we want to let y'all know that. But Man, let's uh, move I don't forward. Want nobody teaching my kids about no monosyllabic. That don't even sound Sir. right. Sir. Sir, I'm trying to prep them for the SAT so that they can earn money to put you and Mrs. Drees in the nicest Shady Acres nursing home when it comes time. So don't don't snuff what I'm trying to do, okay? I'm just trying to tell you. Maine is monosyllabic, sir. 
I, Minus 1,865 points for you. <laughs> but a man, a man in Maine, he had a dispute, a property line dispute with his neighbor. And the neighbor built a garage. But the garage was on the other guy's property line. This son of a bitch went out with a chainsaw and cut the half of the garage that was on this property line. Cut it, cut it down. He cut it down. He was like, I told you and told you and told you. Don't put that garage on my property line. Ooh, so he went out and he cut the garage in half with a chainsaw. Uh, T. Petty, your thoughts on the main man uh, who was the demolition man? That seems a bit excessive. And how powerful was this chainsaw that you could cut through half a damn garage with it? I don't know if you do it slow or do it fast, but he cut the shit in half. I mean, so now you have to clean up all these scraps and shit on the property from the garage that you just slice and dice and have with your chainsaw. Like, you couldn't get a survey, perhaps sue him in small claims court. You just gonna go right to the court of last resort and just cut that shit in half with a chainsaw? Damn. He, he didn't listen to Doug Llewellyn. What did Doug Llewellyn say? Don't take the law into your own oh, hands. Man. He bypassed the law court and everything. Went right to Home Depot, got him a chainsaw, and cut that damn garage in half. Come on with the People's Court reference, Doug Llewellyn. Yes. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> that seems excessive <laughs> to me. That seems a bit much. It does. It does. Drees, main man, cut the garage in half. Man, I'm going to go with T. Petty on this one. That was kind of... Uh, um, was it excessive? What's that word? Excessive. Thank, excessive. thank, thank you, T. Betty. But uh, I wouldn't have did that though. But I would, I would have claimed that part of the garage is my own. He would have came <laughs> home and, and saw me sitting in there with my little portable like <laughs> cooler, having a beer. <laughs> I would have moved some stuff in there. I was like, all right, you want to put it on my property? I'm, I'm gonna use it. Mm-hmm. Well, how did he know it was even his property? Did he already have a survey done? Did he just assume it was his property? I, I want to know more. Yeah, I think uh, he had a survey done. So when you buy the house, you get the plot and it shows exactly where the line is. And he told him, he's like, don't build a garage. It's, it's going to extend onto my property line. And the dude didn't listen to him. And he went ahead and cut it down. So we'll see how that gets done. It's like, if you got half a garage, you better park it on the shady side so your car don't get rained on. <laughs> You parking on the side with the rain, you might it's gonna impact your paint and the sun and the whole nine yards. You're gonna be ass out. Okay, we made the um the um people's court reference. A judge has dismissed vegans' lawsuit against Burger King. They had said that Burger King participated in false advertising about the vegan whopper, the meatless whopper. Huh. Sir, Adrice Elbow, you get eighteen hundred and sixty-five points. Because you did predict that the suit would get tossed out. And you also said that the uh, meatless Whopper may be meat. So you get 1,865 Soylent Green points. And <laughs> to the judge tossing out the BK lawsuit, you say what? Look, this was an easy one. The judge like, what's the name of this chain restaurant again? Burger King. <laughs> Burger King. <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't get no clue. <laughs> From from the name of the restaurant that they don't sell no vegan food, but you got you gonna go in there and try to eat a vegan burger from Burger King? That don't make no sense. None. 
Mm-mm. T. Patty, they talking about, you know, the little, um, when they flip it or whatever off the, the meat coming in and the meat droplets mixed with, if they flip it on the burger, the judge said specifically that the plaintiffs did not ask to um, have the vegan burger prepared in a special area. Like if you go to the big burrito store and if you have an allergy, they'll shut that line down, clean up. Prepare it just for you if you have a certain type of allergy or something. Make your dish with a special set of utensils. But the judge said the plaintiffs never asked for that. So your thoughts on the BK lawsuit getting tossed out? I agree with Mr. Elbow. That suit didn't make no goddamn sense. First of all, if you're vegan, why are you going to Burger King? Second of all, did you really think they're going to set space aside or put in a special grill on the off chance that somebody's going to come in and order one of those fake ass burgers? And so, of course, the Impossible Whopper is delicious because it's got meat droplets mixed into it. And what do you expect from a fast food restaurant? Take your ass on somewhere. That's stupid. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We're going to move on. talked about this before, but this is really coming to pass now. Remember I said in Pasadena, California, they was testing the robots that would make the burgers and the fries like for DoorDash and the restaurants and stuff. Well, with the Rona, if a worker tests positive or they get sick, they don't want to have to shut the restaurant down. They want to continue to make money during the Rona. The robot, the restaurant robots is in certain White Castle stores, White Castle restaurants, around America. So the uh, the burger robot burger can do two things. They have the one with the long arm that has a protective sleeve on it. It can make fries, dump the fries, salt the fries. I don't think it can put it into the sleeves yet, but somebody will come and put the sleeves in. It also flips burgers six, nine, 12 at a time, put the onions on the whole nine yards, puts the bun on, and then somebody just comes and just puts them into the little um, boxes or wraps them up or whatever. So, T. Patty, your thoughts about Robo Burgers at White Castle? It might be coming to a restaurant near you. I won't be going to that restaurant. Uh, so, Whitey Cassell has some robots flipping burgers and making fries. First of all, you deserve whatever you get when you go to Whitey Cassell's because, ill, number one. Whitey Cassell's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my daddy and his friends called the WC Lounge. So you deserve <laughs> you deserve whatever you get going there. But we are not gonna be satisfied until this whole joint is like I robot. When these damn robots turn on us and decide they want to take over the world because we fucking it up, we're not gonna be able to stop them. I watched iRobot. I think it was a cautionary tale. It was not fiction. Because you see these videos of these robots that are programmed to do one thing and then they start turning on people and wanting to fight and fuck everybody up. So I'm not messing around with robots. I'm not going to Whitey Cassell's and I don't want to go anywhere where a robot is flipping my burger. Also, what's going to happen to the workers who are being displaced by this robot? Mm-hmm. They'll be so looking for new jobs. I mean, what jobs? Mm. Mm-hmm. The, the economy has contracted by 30 some percent between in the second quarter, the biggest drop in recorded history. So ain't nobody hiring anybody 
for especially not for like a fast food worker job or something like that. So, I mean, this has a lot of implications that we need to be concerned about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Drees, before I kick it to you, I did a little research. Believe it or not, White Castle is white because they were the first burger restaurant to sort of show an open kitchen and show the people making your food, which after a meat scare from Chicago and the stockyards back in the day, people were a little skittish on meat. They opened up their kitchen, saw that, uh, you know, they were making their food in the back and people felt a little bit better about them making their food at White Castle, although it is White Castle Burgers. So your thoughts on the Robo Burgers? Well, Nook, I got to say, you are my favorite online, unlicensed <laughs> substitute teacher. That's some amazing knowledge that you're dropping on White Castle. I, I never knew that. So a, a couple of things on this. Like, I, I'm weighing the, the pros and cons to this, right? And some of the pros to it is a, if you got a robot flipping your burgers and dropping your fries, it actually might be a little bit cleaner than some people, like, flipping burgers and, like, dropping fries. So it, it might make it a little little cleaner experience. But, you know, the biggest, like, con against it, and this is the biggest implication I think people have not considered, and this is a thing called a hookup. So when T. Petty walked into a White Castle, the person back there dropping them fries be like, I'm going to put an extra fry in her bag. <laughs> I'm going to get her some extra fries. So a robot ain't going to do that for you. So like the hookup right. is going to be over. So like that's the biggest, I think, con of like using robots in fast food. Yeah, my pretty girl privilege will be negated by the robot. So <laughs> another reason not to go. Mm -mm -mm. Unbelievable. Okay, now you go to White Castle sometimes after a night of drinking. So I got a couple of drinking stories for y'all. Mm. One, a bar in Britain... Um, so to encourage social distancing, the bars just opened up back there. The lower part of the bar where people come up, they have installed a animal grade electric fence. If you get too close to the bar or too close to the bartender, nobody can sit on the rail. It buzzes you and you get the hell back. So they got that. And especially for drunk, hey, my man, give me another pint. And you get your ass buzzed a couple, three, four, five times. You'll remember to back up off that. Also, they saying that drinking is up 27% since the pandemic. The three groups that they say where drinking is up, according to this study, black people are drinking more, women are drinking more, and parents are drinking more. So we all fit into one of those demographic groups. So, Adrian, Wait, wait, we got uh, one that fit into all three of those groups. I fit into all three. <laughs> Absolutely. So, <laughs> See, Betty, are you drinking more as a black woman parent? Well, so we have our video tonight. So y'all can see my bar back there. It is, uh, oh, I would a well say that. Bar. That's a well-stocked bar. I mean, a lot of those bottles are not full. <laughs> I need to restock. So I just did a little, uh, little exercise. So y'all know I get all my uh, liquor from a from a delivery service, right? The bear, the bear, the bear. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Get all my I get all my liquor from the bear. So I just went back and looked at my credit card statement. <laughs> uh, all the orders from that particular merchant. Mm -hmm. I won't make that mistake again. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to look at that. I have been spending a lot of money on alcohol. Um, less money than I normally would because you know. If I pour a glass of bourbon here, that's one thing. But if I was out drinking Woodford Reserve, for example, 
that's a you know a ten twelve dollar pour, and y'all know my tolerance is rather high. I can have quite a few drinks, and so I am spending <laughs> a few hundred dollars every month on on alcohol. That's and actually it, not too bad. I'm, but it's just me. Yeah, yeah, One that's not person. too bad. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of bad. That's, that's not too bad. I, no, that's pretty bad. That's like three hundred dollars a month on liquor for By one person—that's pretty bad. <laughs> Drees, are, do you also go to Generous Pours Bourbon Shop uh, up your way? All right, so so Nook and T Patty, um, yeah, I can definitely understand this story. And it's not so much that you're buying more alcohol, but that's that's part of it. But I'm consuming it, I think, throughout the day. That's the bad part. Like before, like, you know, alcohol was like, you know, confined to like the evening time, maybe a, a couple times a week. But now it's almost like, oh, it ain't nothing else to, to do. You can't go nowhere. Let me pour a drink. And so I, I, I got some new rules when it comes to alcohol um, that, I, that I have. I'll give you two rules I got. So two rules, two rules about alcohol that I have. This is like you just elbow um, rules. So one, you can drink bourbon in the morning for breakfast, but you got to put ice cubes in it because that way it, it makes it better. You can't take it neat in the morning. You got to drink it with ice cubes. <laughs> hey, that rule is trash. What's the next rule? <laughs> the, the second rule, this is, and, and it, it happened to me today. Now, if you have a bottle of alcohol near you, and you don't have a glass anywhere around, even if nobody's looking, never, ever, ever drink straight from the bottle. Like, you always <laughs> got to pour it in another container. If you ever make the mistake of drinking it straight from the bottle, you done slid down a slippery slope. That's the, <laughs> the, the rule. You done wait, slid down. Slope to what? To, to just all kind of badness. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I hear, listen, um, I'm drinking a little more. Um, mostly, I'm making my uh, deliveries to y'all. Y'all got the Nookie Rita kits. I got to take care of the squad. Yeah, thank we you. Took that care was of, wonderful. We took care of producer E, uh, Case of Rose for his birthday. So I'm gonna tell y'all a story real quick. So I honeymooned in Scottsdale, Arizona. So um, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, they like, would you like a, a tequila sunrise? And I didn't even know what that was. I was like, sure. So it's uh, tequila and orange juice. Delicious. They mixed it so good. I didn't even taste the tequila in it. So I'm about three, four um, drinks in at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. And we amateurs out there in the desert. And the waitress is like, did you drink enough water today, boo boo? I was like, no, no, no. We're going to be good. So we went out in the midday sun sometime between 10 and 12 o'clock and the, the sun hit me at an angle and I swear to God, I saw Jesus, rainbows and dolphins swimming and there wasn't no water. And I, I was going into the early stages of dehydration. My body was like, hell no. It was like 100 degrees at like 11 o'clock. So um, my wife drove me to the AM, PM and um, I had a 20 in my pocket and I went and I got two gallons of water cold water right and i just put the 20 on the counter i ran outside and i just started to gulp down the water like i was like, I was like oh jesus please i thought i was gonna die i'm shaking the water over my head trying to reinvigorate my skin and everything drink about three quarters of a gallon of water in about five minutes i'm soaked i look like i peed on myself the whole night and i got back in the air conditioning in the car and i calmed down my heart was beating fast 
And I was like, ah, and I was fine. But um, alcohol in Arizona before noon in the desert sun absolutely positively does not work. That's a PSA from us here at the Digital Gumbo. Well, not us. You. That's you. Because I believe that you can drink at any time. Okay. okay. So I drink bourbon in the morning at some point, at some sometimes. But unlike Idris with that them weak ass ice cubes, y'all know yeah, I don't really ice cubes. It, it, it's okay. No. The ice cubes. It, it kind of acts the bourbon. <laughs> no, what you gotta have is either rosé, get a bourbon sidecar, or like prosecco. Okay. She painted us two them- drinks. That's I'm not, not, one. That's I'm not accepting your negativity in my life at this time, sir. You're not driving, so what's the problem? What's the problem? Exactly. My uh, go-to summer drink is uh, vodka, pineapple, and cranberry together. It tastes like summer in a glass. I'm, I'm all here for the summer drink. You know, my yeah. summer drink has been a, a special blend of gin that y'all know about that I really enjoy mm-hmm. um, with an a particular elderflower tonic. That's my summer drink. And my summer drink is vodka and lime, lime juice. Okay. I don't know. Like the Kool-Aid. I have some vodka, so okay, let me try. Maybe I'll try. Oh, tomorrow is Friday. Perfect. Okay. We got a listener, G Love, up in the Bronx. He said that we should do a drunk on air podcast, just drink throughout the podcast. Now that we got the video stream going during the podcast, this might be an idea before the summer is up. We're going to have to look into this. Very, Wait, very interesting. Do we have to be drunk while we're drink, drunk, drinking? Okay. It's because haven't we been drinking during the podcast? I have. I have not. I would lose all control. I'm like, I, what does that say? What? What's up next? So I got, I got, look, if I'm going to steer this ship, I got to stay sober. I could let you all, you know, drink up on the top deck where Wait, the disco that's, man that's is. Like, we're not supposed to be drinking doing the podcast? No, that's his I've rule. Been drinking. Okay, I've, been right. I've been drinking. No, y'all I've been drinking. Drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm joined as always by my co-hosts T. Petty and Idris Elbow. Again, thank you so much. We sort of have a, a, a ratings rise in the improv category on Apple Podcasts, and that's all because of you. Remember, you can find the Digital Gumbo Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Remember to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're online uh, on Instagram and Twitter at the digital gumbo the little sign at the digital gumbo and then you can also email the show the digital gumbo at gmail.com the digital gumbo at gmail.com had a little bit of unfinished business also from episode 17. Uh, today was the funeral of the late, great John Lewis. Uh, so many uh, speakers in the civil rights uh, fight and movement uh, spoke eloquently uh, at his funeral. And of course, the eulogy was delivered by President Barack Obama. So T. Petty, I'll take you first. Your thoughts uh, on John Lewis's funeral today? Oh, well, it was the end of an era. Um, so my heart was heavy. It was 
it was difficult, but the funeral service was um, what we are used to for black people. So it was a celebration of his life and the things that he stood for. Um, the I didn't get to watch it all the way through because my job had the nerve to expect me to work. Um, but the 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 tributes that I heard were all very heartfelt and touching. Uh, Bill Clinton went off to the left at one point there. His comments were tone deaf and inappropriate and also historically inaccurate. Uh, when he sort of made the comparison between John Lewis and Stokely Carmichael, I don't know where the hell he was going with that one. Um, and of course, Barack Obama, President Obama, um, he... I don't know that I've ever seen him fired up to that degree. Like he was dragging everybody that's trash, dragged them from Atlanta back to DC and then back to Atlanta. Like he was on a roll. Um, it was very refreshing to have someone speaking complete sentences that made sense. He strung together cogent thoughts. Um, it was, uh, it was a really well done service. It was actually really timely too, which is surprising. It was less than three hours. That was that was surprising. That's short for a black funeral. Absolutely. Um, hey, but they've been doing our funeral for like a week though. So, bro, I mean, like, he has been on a entire road. week. He's been to Selma. Uh, he's been all over the place. However, it it was befitting for him. It was what uh, he deserved given his stature in this country and the way the, the things that he fought for, the privileges that we now enjoy based on um, the work that he done, he's done. So rest well, John Lewis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Dries, before I get to you uh, and T. Petty, correct me uh, on this if I'm wrong. I believe that John Lewis is the first non-president or the first person of color, the first black person to lie in state in Washington. Is that correct? The first black person. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, hats off, uh, just uh, uh, a testament to, to the mountain of a man that he was. Dries, your thoughts uh, on John Lewis and his uh, funeral, which took place today? Man, only thing I can say about like John Lewis is he was, that hasn't been, well, it's, it's been said, but the thing that I want to emphasize is that he was a real life superhero y'all like he actually had a gra graphic novel um that told his story he actually went to comic-con dressed as himself that's how bad our brother was you know yeah. and you think about um he was one of the youngest um freedom riders that rode around you know integrating um you know buses and, and just america and he was also you know one of the youngest speak speakers at the march on washington so it's like he, he was our last living, yeah, he was our last living speaker from the March on Washington. And someone told me this, and when they said it, it just blew my mind. When he was like organizing and working with Dr. King, and um, he was only like 18, 19 years old. So think about that genius, 18, 19 years old. You was like just, you know, masterminding all the work that was going into the civil civil rights movement. So he's been, you know, he's just an icon and uh, he just paved the way for so many. So um, rest in peace, um, John Lewis. Absolutely. Absolutely. My two favorite things, um, you know, so many accomplishments from him, but two things that brought a smile to my face. One, I think you guys saw the viral video. It was a video 
of John Lewis dancing to Pharrell's Happy at some yes. type of gathering. It might have been a, a wedding or yes, a party or some sort. And just the, the pure joy. Just He was just cutting it. I was like, get it, John. Get it, it. it was, so it was everybody's me. black daddy and black uncle cutting the rug. Yes, <laughs> exactly. he, was yeah. he was getting it. Definitely touched my heart. The other thing is, Andres, also for the kids, John Lewis appeared on an episode of Arthur to show kids about civil protest and how to get things done in the face of adversity. So I'm not going to go into the whole episode, but he was on and it was great. And I absolutely love that. You know, I'm a PBS fanatic, used to work at a PBS affiliate back in the day. But yes, John Lewis appeared on an episode and wow, voiced his own that. character on an episode of Arthur. So definitely your hats off to that brother. Wait, I got two more things. Real yes, ma'am. Um, so he penned an editorial um, in the days before his death and he sent it to the New York Times and it was published today. So you should drop a link to that in the description for this show so everybody can read it. You do not have to have a subscription, a paid subscription to the New York Times. You do have to sign in, but you do not have to pay for a subscription to read that. So everybody... Uh, should definitely take the time to read that that editorial. And if you are not inspired by John Lewis, then obviously you're trash. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree. All right, y'all. Uh, really quickly on the other side of this, we did find out today that uh, former presidential candidate Herman Cain passed away. The last time we saw him photographed was uh, at the uh, Cheeto 45 or rally in Oklahoma City, maskless, of course, and that uh, has been traced to be a super spreader event. So, address your thoughts quickly on the passing of uh, Herman Cain. I, I was thing I want to say is like, uh, just you don't talk bad about people who passed on, and this is a tragedy. This is a this is a tragedy, and I, I I'm, I'm speechless on this one. Like I, I I'm not even gonna say nothing. Luke. Yeah, I understand, uh, Drees. Um, T. Petty, he was a, a stage four cancer survivor, but was out there maskless. Is that a cautionary tale in terms of uh, folks, uh, again, putting their masks on and, you know, avoid, you know, uh, um, taking part in social distancing and, and not going and gathering in large crowds, et cetera? I don't subscribe to that. You can't say anything bad about somebody who's passed away. If you were a piece of shit before you die, you're still a piece of shit after you die. Not saying he was a piece of shit, but he was not a stellar human being, to be clear. So number one, he did what he wanted to do. And like I said in our group chat earlier, freedom of choice does not mean freedom from consequences. So he has suffered the ultimate consequence. Yes, am I going to celebrate that he's dead? No. But am I overly concerned? Also, no. Because did he give a fuck about the other 140,000 plus people who con who contracted and died from this virus before he got sick? He didn't. So forgive me if I my sympathy level is, let me check my notes, zero. Gotcha. Gotcha. Totally understand. Again, uh, everybody, we talked about the chain smokers and the Hamptons concert. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, yellow, brown, whatever. It doesn't matter what you are. This disease does not care. There's even evidence that's coming out now that's saying that the virus load is stronger in children. And then, of course, they bring it home to parents and grandparents. So please space out the babies. Double think your decision in terms of sending these babies back to school. There is going to be a lot of online learning. But again, wear your mask. 
um, obey social distancing. And uh, until we can get a grip on this thing, it's best to uh, just go with uh, what the experts say and just use common sense as far as that's concerned. All right, let's go ahead and switch gears. Uh, Mrs. Trump, Melania out here talking about in August that she's going to redecorate the Rose Garden. I was pissed off about this because I'm like, so you have no legacy, ma'am. You're supposed to be the anti-bullying first lady. Uh, you needed to start with your own husband, but you didn't. And I haven't heard nothing about her anti-bullying initiative since she announced them. Also, how are you going to use what would be, I guess, taxpayer money to redo the Rose Garden? The Rose Garden, I think about stellar first ladies like Jack, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis and, and uh, Michelle Obama, et cetera, et cetera, Rosalind Carter, the whole nine yards, the Rose Garden. You about to redo the Rose Garden and you ain't even going to be there next spring and summer to enjoy it. The floor is yours, T. Petty. <sighs> Once again, these people do something that just show that they don't give a damn about anybody or anything. How tone deaf and insensitive are you to spend taxpayer money while four, over 4 million people are sick and over, at this point, 150,000 people are dead from a virus that is ravaging this country? And your bitch ass is going to go and plant some more roses. Are you serious? Just trash. Every given opportunity they have to be trash, they take it. And they run all the way to the dumpster with it. Like, just terrible. God, please, November, hurry up and get here so we can vote these people out. Please. <laughs> Dries, the conversation probably went something like this. And Melania, I know you haven't done a lot of things. The anti-bullying thing went to the side. Uh, I've talked to my people and there's a very strong chance that we won't be living here past January 21st. So now the warm, the weather's warm. You should maybe call the gardeners and maybe do something with the roses. And maybe they'll give you a bouquet of roses from the garden when you leave. But this is your last chance. So you've been warned. Don't say I didn't tell you. So, Dries, your thoughts uh, on uh, Melania uh, redoing the Rose Garden, bro? Look, she needed to do something after that um, bullying campaign, like, went south. And it was supposed to be on cyberbullying and, like, drug use. But the thing that, that got me about it was, like, just the name of it. The name of it was Be Best. Be Best. That don't even make no sense. <laughs> it's like you might as well say the bestest. <laughs> like, like, what? Like, so... This is just like classic, okay, I don't know what to do. I don't have anything to do. Let me just try to do something. So so how did, how do they say it in the South? Bless her heart. Bless her heart. I got three letters for you. ESL, English as a second language. <laughs> so be best. It's like, you know, like you've got mail is technically grammatically incorrect, but be best. She didn't put the your in there, so... There's that. I mean, the other thing that I remember, remember the red ass um Game of Thrones Christmas trees she put up? I was like, what in the hell demonic trees is you putting up in, 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 in the hallway? It just made the White House look dark. Really. Worst Christmas ever. You remember the red Christmas trees? I remember the red Christmas trees and the other evangelicals saying we was going to hell because we was drinking the coffee from the $5 coffee place. Um, out of the oh. red cup. Y'all remember that? I do oh, remember yes. that. That's right. <laughs> they tripping. They tripping. All right, y'all, let's shift gears. 
sports. Sports is back. I want to go over some of the things that y'all talked about. Um, basketball in the bubble. T. Petty, minus 1,865 points. You were very bullish on the NBA coming back, but they get an A. They tested 360-some-odd players. No one tested positive. However, your boy, Lou Williams from the Clippers, had a family absence, went to the family event, and stopped at, is it Magic City? Not King of Diamonds. Magic City for wings on the menu that was named after him, the Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings, the Lou Will Wings, and he had to come back and be in the quarantine. Your thoughts on the NBA sort of getting it right and Lou Will going to the Gentleman's Club just for wings? So the NBA is not getting it right. None of these sports should be back. I am adamant about this, and y'all know I love basketball. I miss basketball, but it is not right for these sports to be back. You're forcing people to choose between playing ball and keeping their families safe. As evidenced by Lou, who allegedly went to Magic City for some wings. Okay, whatever. And he ain't the only one that's crossed the uh, crossed the bubble and to do something stupid. Like somebody else got a food delivery. I can't remember who it was. A guy from the Sacramento Kings, I think. See, that is all foolish and ridiculous. Nobody should be engaging in a high the hot a contact sport as we all know basketball is. They sweating, they jumping, they spitting, they talking. Like no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. All of this is bad. Drees, I'll get your thoughts on Lou Will in a minute, but you said baseball has social distancing and ah. they could be okay. 15 members of the Miami Marlins tested positive for coronavirus. 17. 17, which is more than half of the players with the Miami Marlins tested positive for coronavirus. They had to bring up their whole triple A team and they haven't played any games for almost a week because they just dirty, dirty. So, your thoughts on Lou Will, the Wings uh, at uh, Magic City, and now baseball sort of might have to just shut it down with the Marlins testing positive. 17 of them cats got the Rona. I, I don't know what was going on with that. They Obviously, they weren't um, playing baseball because baseball, baseball has distancing in it. So it must have been all the practicing and everything else besides what they was doing on the field or should have been doing on the field. They weren't practicing social distancing there. And um, for Lou, was we said Lou Williams, and, Lou Williams, yeah, yeah. Okay, so a couple of things about this now. So one, all right. So if I'm in Atlanta and I want to get some wings, and I know a place got some wings named after me, I'm gonna go to that place. So I ain't Not mad at him for going to that place to get some wings if the wings is named after you. Now the issue I have is that you have wings named after you. In a strip club. That's the original sin right there. <laughs> and then, then the second one is why are you going to a strip club when COVID-19 is running rampant in a You know why? You know why. P-O-T-V. Wow. Power of the booty. That's oh, wow. why he went to Magic City. Hmm. Our, the booty is undefeated. The booty Our, is undefeated, y'all. Undefeated. And so that fool has risked not only his own health and life, but the health and life of everybody in that NBA bubble. So All because Petty, are, you, are you saying that he he did not go there for wings? 
of course he didn't go there for wings. <laughs> People don't go to the strip club for the food delicacies. Y'all better stop. <laughs> Wait, I, I got I got one other question to ask y'all. Now, if you eat wings at the strip club, can you lick your fingers? <laughs> is, is that a faux pas to lick your fingers? <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> Did I tell y'all about that strip club I went to in Miami? Woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us that on Digital Gumbo After Dark. <laughs> I mean, it was quite an experience. They had ribs, macaroni, cheese, greens. They had like a barber, little barber shop in the back, so you could go get your line. Hey, the wait, stop! Stop! You eating yeah. wings and cutting hair and shaking in the same? That's too much going on. That's well, they had so the, so the barber, the that's barber shop. The barbershop part was behind, you know, those windows in my, uh, in my place, the barbershop was behind some big ass windows like that. They had about two or three chairs back there. The DJ would get on the mic, be like, Hey y'all don't forget old boy in the back. He can hook up your line while you in here. Ladies, you can go get your eyebrows done. They were serving full plates of food and were eating and licking their fingers, you know? I answer this question. <laughs> but y'all would know more than me. It ain't enough moist towelettes for wings or anything else in a goddamn strip club to get me to go up there and eat a full meal or to get a haircut. Um, no, it, it is a rule. You cannot bring moist towelettes to the strip club. That's against the rules. Can we just stop That's saying we're <laughs> Let's just not even say moist. That's just nasty. Back on the sports tip, we're going to see how this works out with football. So far, uh, some rookies are testing positive for coronavirus, and they're sending them home. And I'm going to give hockey, my sport, an incomplete. They have a bubble, one in Edmonton and one in Toronto. Let's give a shout-out to all our Canadian listeners in Toronto, Montreal, Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, which is the unofficial black capital of Canada. Edmonton and Calgary, which is in um, Alberta, Vancouver, Winnipeg, and also uh, Ottawa, which is the Canadian capital. We want to say thank you all for listening. Hey, Um, y'all. Yes, yes. (laughs) thank you, Canada. Thank you. Um, They have the bubbles going on there and uh, have sort of just carved out paths uh, for the teams that are taking place in the tournament right now throughout the whole building. So I think they have a chance. So we'll see uh, how that goes on and, and how that happens. Wait, I got two more points on this sports shit. Yes, ma'am. So in addition to the 17 Marlins players, they played the Phillies last week. Yes. Two of them are also now had a Rona. Yes, yes. And in terms of football, there was a young man who has made the decision to not play this year. And he gave, a, he gave his rationale, which he shouldn't have because he don't owe nobody nothing. But he said he and his wife have experienced um, two children who have who passed away. Um, I think one was maybe a set of twins and then another uh, child. And so they now have a healthy baby girl. And he's like, that's my reason. I have made uh, choices and put football first at several points in my life. And I am not doing that anymore. And people are trying to drag this man. Mm-mm. Putting himself, himself and his family first. People are trash. That's why sports should not be back. Exactly. No, I know you're talking about Marquise Goodwin. He's a wide receiver, I believe, for the San Francisco 49ers. And, um, yeah, um, you know, he has a healthy baby uh, after they had um, uh, two um, uh, incidents uh, with uh, the children passing away. So um, to hell with people. Um, exactly. You know, 
uh, that he again he doesn't owe anyone an explanation. I believe there was another player from the Super Bowl winning uh, Kansas City Chiefs who I believe is uh, in the medical profession. He may actually be a doctor. He's opted out. Yes. And, and these players uh, get uh, $150,000 for opting out. The money be damned. Um, he's uh, you know a soldier in the fight against coronavirus. So I have to give uh, Matt respect to that brother. And um, again, uh, players can choose to opt out. Uh, basketball, they had already been paid their salaries for the season. So it's just postseason money that they're worried about at this point. Uh, but a lot of players opted out. Uh, football players are opting out. Um, some hockey players and some baseball players opted out again. And then, uh, you know, my team, the World uh, Series uh, uh, winning uh, Washington Nationals, if a player tests positive in the district, you have to wait to get cleared by the D.C. Department of Health to rejoin your team in D.C. or um, you may need to stay in quarantine and not be able to join your team. So this is just, you know, this thing without bubbles is not uh, – making a heck of a lot of sense. So we'll see how that goes. Um, we talked about football, y'all. <sighs> Dan Snyder, because he didn't plan ahead and didn't have any wise people around him. The former, um, the Washington football team is now called the Washington football team. Adrice, you did address that and said that they would change the name. I didn't think it would happen, but they did. They are now the Washington football team, 1,865 points for you. Your thoughts on now the Washington football team being called the Washington football team. Look, that is the wackest name you can ever come up with. You know, it's like it's like no effort went into that. Like we're just going to call it the Washington football team. But, you know, the, the other crazy thing that I think is, is going to happen, and I, I already started seeing this, right, that the old paraphernalia from the team, when they were called that racial slur, I think you're going to see people starting to wear that as a, a way to be racist. Like literally, people are just going to be wearing that old paraphernalia, old jerseys, old whatever, as a way to be racist. I, I think we're going to see an uptick in that. Um, and it's just going to become almost like the new Confederate flag for a lot of folks. Mm, mm, mm. You, you're absolutely right, man. People are going to put that on eBay and whatnot. We'll see if they go ahead and take it off. T. Petty, the Washington football team, I mean, they're just going to keep the colors and put the numbers on the side of the helmets if they play at all this year. Your thoughts on just the – they simple. They simple. Dan Snyder is a piece of shit. People have been protesting about this for decades, and you mean to tell me that you never even considered it? to the point where you're just going to go with the generic-ass Washington football team. Like, y'all are trash. I don't know. I I mean, I was never spending any money to see them anyway, but I certainly would never do it now. And, of course, people are going to continue to wear that racist paraphernalia um, because people are assholes, and that's just what they're going to do. So he's not going to lose any of his sponsors by making this half-ass move. He's not going to lose any, well, any of his fans or any of the fans of the team. Nobody was going to, the people who were making a stand about that and made their choice and weren't going to support that team anymore had already done so. So, I mean, it's just more of the same, but he's a piece of shit. They should take his franchise away. Absolutely. Piece of shit. Absolutely. The, uh, uh, report surfaced uh, about team culture of uh, 15 women accused various executives uh, of sexual uh, harassment. Um, there had also been some rumors that um, 
you know, Snyder is looking to get out. It may sell to Jeff Bezos, who owns oh, the um, who owns the Washington Post, and God knows he's got the money to go ahead and, and buy the franchise. We'll we'll see what happens with that. But um, some other sports news: the Cleveland Indians say they're looking into changing their logo. Um, the Atlanta Braves, they're a little tone deaf. They said the only thing that they're going to think about changing is banning the tomahawk chop. When and if fans can come back uh, into the stands, I thought that that was very tone deaf. The other thing that pissed me off about the Washington football team, you know that that name that they used to be called, they used that name seven times in the fucking press release that said that they wasn't going to call themselves that anymore. And it was on the letterhead with the old logo that said that name on the goddamn press release. I'm just like, no effort. It's just no, like, a middle, no effort. It's like a middle finger on the way out the door. Just very this tone deaf. Just, just, just unbelievable. You know who also said they're going to change their logo after 90 years? Mutual of Omaha. They said they, yeah, they said they, uh, 86 in their logo and come up with something new. So y'all remember, uh, Mutual of Omaha, Wild Kingdom with Marlon Perkins? <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you remember Mutual of Omaha, Wild Kingdom with Marlon Perkins? He used to come on Saturday afternoons. It was he was like Jack Hanna before Jack Hanna, and he go and they have these exotic locales and all the animals. It was like Animal Planet before Animal Planet got on cable. Y'all don't remember I, I, that? I remember no. that. I remember that. And look, did you just well? Did well you just I, say, I was watching karate movies on Saturday afternoon. But look, did you just say that the Cleveland <laughs> Indians was considering changing their logo? It, it, it ain't no yeah, considering their they, logo. They said they can look you, at it. You seen that logo? That logo it is, is horrible. Awful. It is awful. It's gonna be no considering in that. It's so racist. It ain't nothing to consider. And I'm sorry, I stand corrected. They are going to change the logo. I think that they're playing now with just the C on their uh, outfit. It's the Braves who said that they would take a look at changing their logo and um, would uh, ban the tomahawk chop um, from uh, from their fan by their fans. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, right. All right, y'all. Before we get out of here, y'all got any thoughts, predictions, anything? T. Petty, I'll let you go first. Ladies first. So y'all know. Uh, Remember I said I wanted to come back to the whole demonic word? Yes. So yesterday on Twitter, thanks oh, to uh, oh, <laughs> thanks to some people's president and dumbass people spreading the video. I'm not going to even say the woman's name who was purporting to be a doctor and saying all this crazy shit about the queen, the, the hydro, whatever. How do you pronounce that? Hydro. hydro. Hydrocloxychloroquine. Hydro Hydro the queen. That's the draw. The draw. <laughs> the draw. About how that is a surefire cure for the Rona and the reason women have uh, endometriosis and other reproductive issues because they're having sex with demons. And so the term that was trending on Twitter yesterday was demon semen. <laughs> that is the A. <sighs> that is the age that we live in. Like this is wild. Can you imagine me trying to ex- trying to explain this to your to your grandchildren in like thirty years about what twenty twenty was like? They're gonna be like, "You must have been on some type of LSD. Mm-hmm. You had to be." Um, demon semen. <laughs> stay away from demon semen. Sex with demons. Stay away from the queen. Stay away from uh, uh, super spreader events. 
just stay safe. It's, it's, the summer is half over at this point. We just got to hold on for a little while longer, hopefully. Drees, I'm going to get your predictions in a minute, but T. Petty, I know she wasn't no real damn doctor because in the video I saw, the heifer could not, she did not know what the H in National Institutes of Health stood for. I mean, she stammered for a good way. She said, H, 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 a National Institutes of uh, 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 what the H stand for. I'm like, health, did he got all the right notes. I'm like, no real doctor. I was like, you don't know what the H in National, I mean, she could have went on Wheel of Fortune and that could have been a problem. She got to the bonus round. Well, she, she did not know what the H in National Institutes of Health stood well, for. Well, she thinks lizard people are helping to run the government. So what are you, what can you really expect? And the other thing she said, she said, all medicines have alien DNA. Yeah. I was like, oh, hell no. She ain't no real doctor. Mm -mm. Get, I trust Dr. J, Dr. Scholes, East Coast Dr. Dre, West Coast Dr. Dre, before I trust you, lady. You ain't no damn doctor. You tripping. You tripping. Drinks, your final thoughts Listen, and predictions. Okay, sir. I wanted to highlight one thing that happened today. So <laughs> Cheeto45 tweeted out that we should consider delaying the national election because of potential, um, you know, mail-in ballots and the fraud there. And he put that out and it is his classic smokescreen. Cause you know what else happened today? The U S had the worst drop in the economy ever. I think GDP is down like 9.5%. So it is 32% in a quarter. So like worst ever drop. Yeah. And um, and so I think he he saw those numbers and he tweeted it out to get people talking about that to try to change the story on how bad the economy is um, with that. So that's that's I don't have a prediction on that. I just wanted to call that out and let everybody know that's a that's a smoke screen. Now, now I do believe he'll try to he'll try to stay in office even if he lose. But he put it out there today um, to kind of delay the election to, to hide or change the news cycle on how bad the economy was. Absolutely, absolutely. I got a couple of predictions, y'all. One, I'm gonna stand by my choice. I think Susan Rice is the obvious choice for Joe Biden's uh, vice presidential candidate. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, baseball is gonna get canceled before the end of August. They can't sustain this. It's too many moving parts, too many people, spit, touching the rosin bag, your crotch, sweat. Mm. They got masks mm. on some of them, but even with the um, dugouts going down the first and third base lines, not going to happen. Basketball, I give them, they got to go all the way to October, um, I think, uh, to award the championship. So we'll see how that goes. And I think hockey is going to um, finish and award the Stanley Cup. Um, they have the bubble there. Uh, some of the teams won't make the playoffs and will be eliminated. And, um, you know, I think that some of the things that they put in place – have been very, very uh, instrumental. So I think that hockey will finish. And God knows if football is going to start. I just don't know how you do it, empty arenas, et cetera, the whole nine yards. Um, even if you have fans, do you park six feet apart, tailgating? I mean, you get people that get drunk and bust tables and do all kind of crazy things, and they make that stew and that chili. And if somebody licked the spoon for the, uh, for the tailgating and the chili and get all up in the chili and whatnot, you put it on your hot dog. And the whole night out. So it's just too many things can go wrong because I don't think that they're going to be serving food up at these sports venues, especially um, if they let the fans in for football. So we'll see what happens with that. And, um, you know, August, 
I just uh, pray that everybody continue to you know register to vote. They say in the fix is in. Postal Service did get that billion dollars uh, uh, of cash injection, but they're saying they're about to slow it down. They're really saying that voting election day is for your mail-in ballots October 19th, two weeks earlier. They're saying, put your, if you know you, who you're going to vote for, vote now. Take a picture of your ballot, get it in, and make sure it counts because everything that's going to happen between October 19th and the 3rd, that's just paper ballots. And then this electronic and them trying to shut down people from voting, it's going to be madness out there. So I just hope that uh, folks continue to uh, to vote, to register, get the mail-in ballots in early. We done already told y'all what was up, and um, we'll we'll see what happens. So listen, y'all. Y'all been listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for riding with us. Episode 18. Again, um, thank y'all so much for listening. Again, we're on Instagram, at the Digital Gumbo. We're on Twitter, at the Digital Gumbo feedback uh, and email the show. We'd love to hear from you. TheDigitalGumbo at gmail.com TheDigitalGumbo at gmail.com We're on Simplecast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to download, subscribe, rate, and review. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Y'all good? We good. I'm good. Alright, y'all. Peace. We'll see y'all next time. We are out. We love y'all. Peace. Bye, y'all. From Alpha to Omega, VHS to Beta, PlayStation to Sega, my skill is still greater. The sickest thing since VD, wicked like VG. Live my life crooked like the left finger on ET. Please believe me, this be the realest thing I ever wrote. Right after talking to Pop, puffing on heavy smoke. Laugh now, cry later. My only dream in life was to rock a mic in front of you spectators and rock shell toes.